2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
3: you're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ what up
4: good friday afternoon everybody it is good to be with you and it is not a festivus friday We'll get into this a little bit later.
3: We have a couple of, um, I think, lovely things lined up for our town uh, that will be helpful, that will be informative, but I think will also be healing in the 3 o'clock hour and in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, I reached out this morning to one of my very favorite people, uh, Pastor Adam Hamilton, who as we speak is taping his sermon for the weekend in an update to reflect the trauma and the tragedy that unfolded this week. Hmm. And he is one of the busiest people in our town. And I said, would you please join us on the program at 5 o'clock for a gratitude hour and to help us navigate not only (sighs) what we're all experiencing and feeling, but help us navigate the good and and the gratitudes that we all have for the helpers that were there that day, Scott, for the medical professionals, for the police officers, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Pastor Adam Hamilton will be here to help us navigate that hour at 5. And then at 3 o'clock, I want you to ask yourself, in the last 48 hours, have you snapped at anyone? Have you been puzzled or upset or angry at the way someone else has reacted? To the shooting, I, I'll
4: I'll say, I'll say this. In re- that's a that's a great point. I have noticed a seismic change from some on the text line and on my Facebook. I have I have not snapped, but I have been snapped at. Okay. And frequently on the text line yesterday, mm-hmm. I was I was stunned how how quickly people are turning angry, vitriolic.
3: Mm-hmm. Some of the texts that were coming in red. So. A dear friend of mine is going to join us at 3 o'clock to help explain why we are feeling this way on day two and a half, three, and how we can navigate that moving forward with our colleagues and with our own families. And I spoke with her all the way into work. Mindy Corcoran. Is she going to be in the studio? Will join us at 3 o'clock on the phone. phone. She is in Florida. And she FaceTimed me today, and I almost just broke into tears, Scott, because I love her so much, and she has been through so much with the loss of her father and her son at the um, Jewish Community Center shootings. Mm -hmm. And she turned that into a positive and healing and has helped so many people understand grief and trauma. And I, I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about this because a couple of things happened to me this morning. Number one, I'm being completely honest here, and this is very personal. I got a little annoyed at my husband. Okay. And I was wondering whether or not I was going to share this story. And I am because I think you are all going to have something similar, or if you have something similar happen, Mindy explained this perfectly. So I'm sitting in my kitchen trying to pay tuition, and he walks over with his cell phone and says, honey, turn your radio down. I want to show you something. And it is a beautiful, beautifully written, beautifully pieced together um, spot that you will see on Channel 9 about the town coming together. Okay? It's beautiful music. It's people hugging. You know, just acknowledging that we have all shared this thing. And my immediate reaction was, I don't want to see that. Hmm. I was in a happy little space just for a minute, trying to pay bills. Did you snap? Rocking out to some music. And I go, I, I, no, I go, I can't see that right now. I said, I'm sorry. I can't see that right now. And so I told Mindy this story. And she says, Dana, this is what we're going to talk about at 3 o'clock today. Because, Scott, when you are going through things, you go to comedy.
4: That's my go-to, yes.
3: When I'm going through things, I do go to comedy, but I also run. I'm a runner. I'm an Enneagram 7 runner. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to think about it. I want to run from it.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Sam, when you're in traffic, you go to anger. That's true.
5: I've actually been much better about
3: that. One of the things that (laughs) she said to me that we're going to (laughs) unpack at 3 o'clock is that everyone is processing this differently. And you have to give everyone grace around you. Mm. So Chris's go-to, you know what Chris's go-to is. He is the calming, stability anchorman. Mm-hmm. He goes there. Mm-hmm. I run away and I don't want to see it right now because we wallow in this for hours every day. And I make jokes. And you make jokes. And so I think it's going to be a helpful conversation if you're a manager in dealing with employees. If you are a manager of people who were there... Um, it's okay that people are reacting in different ways. It's not – this is what my therapist once told me. Feelings are like colors. They're not good or bad. They just are. (laughs) Um, And and a former Kansas City news anchor put something on Twitter last night that made me very, very, very angry. Very angry. Who was it? Mark. Oh, Mark Alford? And he went to Twitter – Because I think he, you know, taking the politician out of it, he goes toward religion and wrote something to the effect of that suffering is good and we're supposed to be suffering and light will come out of the suffering. I have never been so mad at someone in this town in my entire life as I was when I read that. And I told him to pull his head out of his Washington ass. And I told Mindy that story. And she said, all of these stories are going to be helpful to people. Because if you see something or hear something online that sends you into a rage, don't reply. Don't look at it. You can block it. You don't have to watch the coverage. But you also can choose not to tell someone to shove it up their ass. Yeah, probably. That's what she told
4: me. Might have been a bridge bridge too far there, but...
5: Well, it's interesting that you mentioned snapping and my anger in traffic because since our many conversations about my honking and flipping people off, uh, I have not honked nor flipped someone off since that conversation. I'm
3: proud of you, but that's for your protection. I don't want you to get shot. Until today.
5: Oh. Oh, you did it today? Yep. As I was driving into work, I honked at somebody and I thought to myself, why did I do that? I've been so good. I've, I've you know, suppressed those feelings.
3: It's because, Sam, we are all wound mm-hmm. so tight right now. And I cannot wait for her to come hold her hands through this at three o'clock. I'm not going to apologize to Mark, but I'm going to do better next time. Um, I simply wrote that there are detectives at Children's Mercy at the time that he wrote that. Collecting bullets as evidence that were pulled out of our children in this town. And I don't think it's appropriate to start quoting scripture about how suffering is all good for us right now. I agree with the
4: last part of what he wrote and... and I don't hold scripture up the way he does, apparently, but um, I do think good—you
3: know—light can come from darkness. I do, but I—I—and I if you had said to me, "Go toward that the good in Kansas City, go toward that light," mm-hmm. I would not have been angry. Yeah,
4: I, I, I see where you're coming
3: from, um, and and I will read it because I don't want people thinking I'm just some evil anti-religious. Person. Now keep it's, in it's, mind this,
4: this is actually in the Bible what he wrote. I he don't said, agree with it but we
3: rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. And my reply contained multiple expletives, and a reporter in this town from KMBC tweeted that quote and said a woman died and several children were shot. This tweet has since been deleted. So, what time is Mark coming on the show? Mark is not coming on the show. Oh, pretty sure he's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> and Ever? 15? What'd you say? Two fifteen. It's it's a reminder <laughs> to think. Yeah, he, that, there are a thousand ways you could have said, "Let's come together as a community." Suffering is good right now. With children still in the hospital. Is not one of them, and he knows better.
4: He does, he, and he should. Um, I, I would say this as somebody who is a believer and someone who has read the Bible. There are countless other passages in the Bible he could have chosen, and that was probably not the, the right time or the right verse. Uh, I, I said probably. I, I removed that word. It was the wrong verse at the wrong time, and and he he probably. Should or at least does know better. So
3: that's at 3 o'clock. Please join us for Mindy Corcoran's um, hour with us. I'm really, really looking forward to her helping be my private therapist. A couple of notes. Uh, Two teenagers have been charged. We will get to more on that on Dana and Park straight ahead. Patrick and Brittany Mahomes uh, went and visited the children who were shot. Uh, Don't don't forget about Taylor and and what she did. Taylor Swift, $100,000 to the fund for... The family. Expenses for the family of Lisa, who was killed at at the conclusion of that parade. Classy move on her part. We we just have so many good things to share with you today. Mm -hmm. Helpful things, I hope. And then the gratitudes at 5 o'clock to give you a chance to tell us your stories. The good in Kansas City. Telephone number here if you'd like to join the program is
4: 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Here on Dana and Parks. All right, welcome back. It is good to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Uh, As Dana mentioned right before we went to the break, two teenagers have been charged by the office of the juvenile officer in Jackson County Court. Related to the incident of the Chiefs rally on February 14th, I am reading from a press release. Fair warning. Uh, The juveniles, we do not know their ages, are currently detained at the Juvenile Detention Center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. It is anticipated that additional charges are expected in the future as the investigation by the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department continues. Pursuant to Missouri law, hearings are not open to the public as this alleged offense involves juveniles. We don't have
3: the PC. We usually sit here and read it. Probable cause We We usually sit here and comb through it because they are juveniles at this point. We it, don't have that.
5: It will be up to a judge whether or not they can charge them yeah, as adults.
3: There will be a certification hearing in the next uh, days or weeks. I, I, I believe Jean said yesterday days.
4: Mm-hmm. She she's, she definitely hinted in our interview yesterday oh. that she's going to try
3: to charge them yes. as adults. Because we she still don't know. It. Are they 13? Are they 16? Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know quite frankly, Scott, if they're 13. let us Let's unpack some of this now. Does it matter? Can you charge a 13-year-old as an adult? We we would have to look back and see the youngest that someone has been charged in this community for murder. Sam's looking it up right now. Uh, I want to say it's 14. I don't know. But again, we don't know their ages.
5: Uh, In the state of Kansas, the age is 14. Let me see if I can find Missouri here.
3: Okay. I know who I'll ask. (laughs) Gene (laughs) (laughs) Petersbaker? No. Uh
4: I hope and pray that they're able to charge these people, that they're of an age
5: in Missouri where they can be charged as adults. In Missouri, the age, and this is, and I quote, generally 12.
4: Well, there it what? is. What? What does that mean?
5: Generally 12. But there is no minimum age. Really? Yep. Good. Good. Uh, typically involves cases of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, forcible rape, forcible sodomy, et cetera.
4: Well, and and I don't know – I I hate basing any of my opinions or thoughts on what I see on Facebook. But I did see a picture earlier today on Facebook that someone claims was one of the two juveniles sitting on a curb handcuffed at the parade and rally. And if I had to guess, and I'm horrible at this, I would never get a job at Worlds of Fun – My guess is he was probably 15 or 16 years old, if that photograph is accurate.
3: So as officials gathered more information throughout Thursday, the number of victims ticked up to 23, including the Mm. woman who passed away, Lisa Lopez-Galvin, the Johnson County mother of truth, the DJ that we've been talking about. And according to the Kansas City police chief, half of the victims are under age 16.
4: The youngest, by the way, and we had been reporting, it had been reported... Was six. Uh, That has changed. The youngest victim is eight.
5: Okay. Uh, By the way, we do have an update from Matt Fleener. KCPD is confirming that it was one round of gunshots. There had been speculation that there was more than one shooting that day. Okay. Uh, KCPD confirms that the secondary, what people thought was gunshots, around 201, 13 minutes after the initial gunshots, KCPD is saying those were fireworks. Wow. There were no gunshots inside Union Station. which was a suspected third shooting.
4: Which speaks to the chaos and the craziness. The cannons of confetti. Yeah. I was watching the footage again this morning. I think I was on one of the national channels. And you see the police running into Union Station. Obviously, there there was nothing going on in there other than people hiding, uh, taking cover, running for their lives and we had heard on wednesday and these things are so fluid and you you try to piece them together in real time and it's hard but we we all know that there was a shooting on the uh, on near pershing um and they finally released some aerial footage yeah at the time of the shooting have you seen this video it's, it's to, you just you can tell exactly where it occurs it's because hard to watch. the crowd just goes everybody runs away and this gigantic circle of grass appears and grass and street appears where the shooting occurred. Yeah. Uh, We had heard reports on Wednesday of another shooting inside the parking garage. In fact, we even had somebody join us on the program Wednesday, if you'll recall, who said I was in the parking garage when another shooting broke out. Well, according to what we're hearing now from the Kansas city, Missouri police department, uh, that, that apparently is not true. That's not accurate. But sausage gets made and it's not always pretty, uh, when things are happening in real time and you're trying to put things together in real time. Uh, George in Kansas city, George, good afternoon. Hello. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing well. Thank you, man. Um,
0: first and foremost, uh, thank you guys for Wednesday night. Uh, that extra hour, uh, Wednesday night, um, was super therapeutic. Um, Scott, like you, I'm a, uh, I'm a talking therapy guy. Um, I get told every day that I talk too much, but I'm in sales, so that's kind of my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I just wanted to say thank thanks to you guys. Um, also, you know, points have been made throughout this um, that have been grateful for, for all the responses that were made. Um, I'm so thankful for our teachers at the moment as well. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. Because... During your extra hour, um, I had some an hour to sit in the car by myself um, Wednesday night and uh, listen to you guys. And the reason was is because we were at uh, wrestling practice, and uh, on the way to wrestling practice, I uh, I told my son, who's nine, uh, "Hey, buddy, um, you know you saw what is going on today. We weren't at the parade, luckily. We skipped it this year. First parade we've skipped that Kansas City I think has had." and uh i said you know i'm sorry that there's bad people in this world um it is not your fault um yeah. and i'm really sorry that there seems to be a whole bunch of adults around here that have no idea what they're doing um and they're the people that you're looking at and he's you know he, he said oh i understand and he goes but he goes i we we learn how to do things like this to take care of ourselves if it happens
3: at school. George, and I'm like, I know that. George, we've heard it again and again and again, yeah. uh, even and from I'm, people that were up on the podium and from our mayor, that it was the nine-year-old who instinctively knew to get down and run. And he yeah. said, what does that say about what and we are doing to our that, kids?
0: Yep. When he said that, it broke me because the, the kid I'm talking about in particular just turned nine in September. Mm. Um, and he's, uh, he knows more things at the age of nine that I knew at the age of 17, 18 years old about the dangers of being out in public. Um, I grew up in a fairly rural town. Um, and it's just, we live in a fairly rural town now and it's like, but you're so close to everything all at once. And it's like, how do we keep, how do we keep our kids safe? Number one. Um, I'm so thankful for our teachers that are doing as much as they possibly can with as little resources as they get, um, uh, with the time that they also get, um, for the kids that they've got in their classrooms, because they are making a major impact. Amen. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, this is, this is Kansas City and, uh, we are, we are one hell of a fight fighting bunch um mm-hmm. when it comes to pushing back against people trying to take
4: our pride away hey, amen hey george i do appreciate the call our, and you our did, best you, to you. you you didn't talk too much you talked very well my friend it made me cry thank you for it alex herschel and the others hang tight we'll get with all of you in just a moment 913 586
3: Uh, We're going to sprinkle some better news throughout the day today. Hopefully. Kansas City strong shirts with a little bit of a fountain logo behind them are raising thousands and thousands of dollars for the shooting victims. Uh, From the Kansas City Star, it speaks volumes of Kansas Citians that in the wake of this tragedy, they are reaching in their pockets to help. Perhaps it's indicative of the slogan on the clothing sold by a man named Grant Morse. They are red and gold hoodies, crew necks and t-shirts displaying the words Kansas City Strong. He says it shows Kansas City's resiliency and everyone was immediately on board.
5: And picture the fountain logo put yep. that in the shape of a heart, that's what is behind the KC Strong.
4: Did you see what they did at Union Station overnight? They Woke took with they, the chairs? They, no, that that oh. was what the police did uh, on Wednesday. They took down the championship Chiefs banners and brought in some lights.
3: Yeah,
4: uh, pr- not lights, projectors, and they projected up on the walls, the front walls of Union Station, "Kansas City Strong." Yeah, they're so good. Really touching. Tu- really touching. Thank you, George. Uh, let's go to Alex in Kansas City. Alex, hello.
0: Hi guys, and um, thank you for having me on. Um, I want to say one thing before I, uh, there's a couple of things I, I want to mention. Yeah. But I want to tell you guys, you, you calm our community and you give the sensitivity that we all relish about watching or listening to your show. And I can tell you that I have a lot of friends that just say, have you been listening to the radio on KMVZ or
4: oh, 98.1?
3: Alex, Alex, we're getting uh, feedback
4: because you got your radio
3: turned up. We appreciate the call so very much. And thank you for the kind words. We need to get to the hotline.
4: All right. John Pacerno, uh, local defense attorney, uh, very well known, joining us on the KVZ Hotline. I'm going to go
3: with famed Kansas City criminal defense attorney. And, John, it's so good to hear your voice. I always say that I'm glad that I know you, but I hope I never need you. Uh, Yeah. And (laughs) I think most people probably feel the same way because if you need John, you've, you've generally done something bad. Uh, Tell me how this works moving forward. We do not know the exact ages of these defendants, but help our listeners understand what's going to happen in the coming days.
6: Sure. So uh, anyone who's 17 years old uh, or less will automatically be treated as a juvenile in Missouri when they're charged with a crime. Um, So after they're initially arraigned, which is what recently took place, um, it'll be up to the juvenile prosecutors to... Uh, move for certification if they want to treat them as adults. So they'll file a motion with the court. The court will set a hearing um, that will take place. Uh, Hard to say what the the time frame is on that. Depends on a lot of different factors, the, the lawyer's schedules, the court schedules, and that kind of thing. But generally, I would anticipate that would be For four to six weeks down the road. But
3: John, help us understand what bar needs to be reached. I mean, people want them tried as adults. So what has to be proven to clear that bar?
6: Uh, Generally speaking, it's sophistication of the child. And in in Missouri, I think we have eight statutory factors that the court looks at to determine whether or not to treat them as adults. So obviously the first one would be uh, the crime that's alleged. Um, And when we're talking about What we refer to as the seven deadly sins, which would be a murder charge, robbery in the first degree, assault in the first degree, uh, you know, high level sex offenses. Generally, that weighs in favor of certification. Uh, But there are other factors that they look at. Obviously, the child's uh, background, do they have any brushes with the law. Uh, And then we look at their level of sophistication in terms of their educational background, uh, their mental health background. Are they developmentally disabled in some way? Um, and they make it. De- the judge will make a determination as to whether or not they should stand trial as an adult, and that will be because he's made a determination or she um, that in the situation the child cannot benefit from any of the services uh, within the juvenile but, system.
3: But is it also possible a crime is so serious of this nature that some of those mitigating um, circumstances are tossed out? I mean, this this isn't you know stealing a, a pack of gum. I guess I'm asking. Um, how high really is the bar? I mean, I, I know a judge has to take this very seriously and look into all of the things. Sure.
6: And, um, you know, they're, they're not going to throw anything out. The judge is required to look at all the factors involved with the child. So I can just tell you a few examples from my past experience. Uh, in 2007, I represented a young man that was first sent to juvenile court. He was charged with stabbing and murdering uh, U.S. attorneys, Uh, wife and uh, he had no prior convictions and it was a murder in a second degree charge and he was certified and sent to stand trial as an adult Uh, within the last year or two I represented a young man that was charged with murder for a felony murder for uh, a purchase of a firearm Uh, they decided they were going to rob the person who was selling the firearm and he had a gun he shot at them they shot at him and killed him and that child remained in the juvenile system So uh, there's a lot of factors that go into these cases, but generally, as I I think I started out the conversation by saying, if someone has committed one of the so-called seven deadly sins, it's leaning towards treating them as an adult, as you just indicated, as opposed to keeping them in the juvenile system.
4: There there, there seems to be, uh, John, a a move afoot in this country to start holding the parents also liable for the gun related behaviors of their children do, do you see a scenario where that might be a possibility here
6: uh yes i mean with the you know the recent jury verdict in michigan i believe mm-hmm. um i think you know if uh, parents have firearms and they're not locked away and children have access to those firearms uh there could be some potential liability there uh and then of course like the case in michigan if the child is experiencing um Issues at school, mental health issues, threatening behavior, uh, you know, then you can end up with a result like the one that we saw in Michigan.
3: And there is no um, uh, reason under Missouri law to have the high powered weapons we saw on that day. There's no wiggle room with any of that. And the reason I ask is I find it very hard to believe only two people were involved in what we saw that day.
6: It seems like, from what I've seen, I was not at the parade, but what I've seen from the uh, video to, on uh, television, it seems like there was probably, uh, I think it's safe to say there were more than two weapons. Um, but, you know, that's why KCPD, you know, we have an entire crime scene unit that is devoted to uh, photographing and documenting and um, taking in all the evidence that they find there. So there'll be shell casings, there'll be. Uh, maybe some projectiles, of course, some of the people that were shot, uh, they may still have had projectiles in, this, in their bodies. All of those things will be recovered and police will be able to, the crime. our crime lab, uh, they will be able to determine um, exactly, uh, you know, how many weapons uh, fired those firearms or is, fired the bullets. John,
4: is it true that Missouri does not have a minimum age at which you could be elevated to adult status? Uh
6: we, I, I, you know what? I am not sure about that because I don't do a ton of that. I know that in the past, uh, that there was. I know twenty years ago, so there was a twelve-year-old involved in the case I was involved in with four or five other boys. Hmm. Um, and at that time, he could not be certified because he was twelve. Uh, I honestly uh, don't know the, the minimum age. Okay. I apologize that. No, no, I.
4: Uh, it's fine. We, we appreciate your
6: expertise. Yeah, we usually don't have any anybody that young. Um,
3: and and John, how does this work as far as their representation? I mean, you would be one of the ones on the short list to get that call. Carl would be on that short list. Well, as with anyone, if they're indigent um, and they're in
6: custody, then uh, the state Missouri state public defender system would provide representation to them. And if they have means to hire a private counsel, then they'll be allowed to do that.
4: John Pacerno, local okay. defense attorney, I uh, do appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you for it, sir.
3: Thank you, John. Okay. Be safe. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.
4: Be well, my friend. Telephone number here 586 uh, we We're going to do Gratitude Friday this afternoon with Pastor Adam Hamilton from the Church of the Resurrection. Is he coming in studio? He is. Oh, good. I've I've talked to him a thousand times. I've never met him in person. Oh, he's lovely. I look forward to that. Adam Hamilton, pastor at CORE, is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. It is a gratitude Friday, not a festivus Friday today. Totally off topic, um, but I don't want this day to pass without at least recognizing her accomplishment. I once heard it said that the news is filled with everything that man did wrong. Sports Center is filled with everything that man does right.
3: Amen, Caitlin Clark.
4: Woo-hoo! Caitlin Clark last night unloaded, became the highest scoring college basketball player, male or female, of all time. 23 points in the first quarter. And the three pointer that sent her over the top was basically from half court.
3: Did She's you, amazing. Did you see the roundup of famous people who wished her congratulations? Um, we'll see if Sam can find that at some point so we can play it. It was either on Twitter or Facebook. I yeah. mean, it was Tom Brady. It was the commissioner of the NBA. They just back to back to back. Wow. 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 Congratulations. I,
4: I, I watched the Nebraska Iowa game uh, last week that Nebraska actually won. Yeah. Uh, but she was so close to, to breaking the record. And I want, I wanted to watch history if it were, and plus it was Nebraska. And I love Nebraska. Um,
3: I'm sending it to you now, Sam. She
4: was eight points short at the end of the Nebraska game because she didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter.
3: So some of the voices you will hear, and I just sent you the link, um, Sam. Tom Brady, Billie Jean King, Ashton Kutcher, and the list goes on and on and on after she became the number one all-time scorer. But but there's another um, uh, statistic of some sort that she is chasing, and that is KU's own... um, Lynn Woodward, or Lynette Woodward. Woodward. Lynette Woodward. Pardon me. Lynette Woodward. What is that stat? Uh, Because I saw a bunch of people writing, you know, we are so proud of Caitlyn, but while that is amazing, do not forget Lynette's accomplishment as well. I'm like, Um, let me see what it is. I I don't know what that would be.
4: Uh, Uh, Here is that
5: congratulation video. It's so cool. It's four minutes. Caitlin,
3: hi Caitlin.
5: Hey,
4: what's up, Caitlin? Yo, what's up, Caitlin? Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, 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 hey C. Hey, Caitlin.
2: Caitlin, on behalf of everyone at the Big Ten Conference, we want to congratulate you on becoming the NCAA women's college basketball all-time leading scorer. Your contributions to women's basketball are truly remarkable. You are an absolute inspiration. So again, congratulations to you, your family, your coaches and your teammates on this remarkable achievement. We cannot wait to see more great things ahead. And now I'll turn it over to some others who wanna give their own message. I just wanted to say congratulations on the record. Like the rest of the country, I've been following along while you chased down my girl, Kelsey, but I know she's proud of you too. So we love witnessing greatness here. Keep your head down, go finish the job and I'll be watching, good luck.
3: When you're chasing scoring titles, you gotta have the first basket and the first points, and I feel honored to have called a lot of those your freshman and sophomore season. You have bridged that gender gap. No longer are there women's basketball fans, men's basketball fans, because of you, Caitlin Clark, there are basketball fans, and that, along with this record, is part of your legacy. Congratulations.
4: Hey, Caitlin, Just want to say congratulations on becoming the NCAA All right. women's athlete. Uh, Boy, so cool, Sam. Thank you. So uh, obviously, prometheus a lot of a lot of big time athletes are uh, congratulating her. I do know why Lynette Woodard's name was mentioned. Lynette Woodard played at KU, KU women's basketball in the late 1970s and early 80s. Of course, her yeah. jersey is retired at Allen Fieldhouse, hangs in the rafters. Uh, the reason why they said she's still chasing Lynette Woodard is because Lynette Woodard has more points.
3: So, Caitlin is at 3,528. Lynette Woodard, in her four
4: years at KU without a three point line, scored 3,649 points.
3: Wow. But, yeah, where's the asterisk there? Okay.
4: Woodard played, this is from NPR. Woodard played at a time before the NCAA recognized women's collegiate sport. Mm-hmm. Statistics from non NCAA associations are not included. In NCAA record
3: books. Oh, please. Re- they re- can't feather those in the way they did the Negro Leagues baseball re- players? Regardless
4: of gender. So Lynette Woodard technically has more points yes. than Caitlin Clark. About 100 more points. Um, Will
3: she catch that? Will Caitlin be able to no, catch that? there's not enough
4: time. There's not enough time. Well, okay. no, that's not true. Uh, there might be. Um, she has 3,527 points. So she's about 120, give or take, some change, behind Lynette Woodard. Um... I mean, I guess she could do it. I'd have to look at their remaining schedule. But I think she would have to do it during the regular season. I don't think tournaments
3: count. Okay. Uh, From Patrick Mahomes via Twitter just now. I love this town. Patrick writes, Just like hashtag Chiefs Kingdom has always been there for me and my family, we want to be there for them. The Kansas City Chiefs have launched hashtag KC Strong an emergency response fund supporting victims and their families, violence prevention, and mental health services, as well as first responders. He writes, please join me, Brittany, and 15 and the Mahomies to support. <laughs> and if you are able, you can donate here. And it is chfs.me slash Casey Strong. We are going to put all of this online. chfs.me Slash /KC Strong. And that is your update from Patrick Mahomes, your MVP yep. of the Super Bowl today.
4: Uh, Caitlin Clark and Iowa have four regular season games left. She would have to score about 30 points per game.
3: I don't see that as a problem. I we'll see. Stick around on Dayton Parks. I am really excited for this next hour where we welcome in my dear dear friend Mindy Corperin. Um, who took her own grief after the loss of her father and her son in the Jewish Community Center massacre several years ago and turned it into action to help everyone. And one of the things she's doing now is healing in the workplace when there is trauma of any kind. And this town this week knows trauma. She's going to help us navigate that the way no one can. Straight ahead on Dana and Parks. Stick with us for that hour. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime